This is the J. Scott Outdoors podcast on Western big game hunting and fishing brought to you by GoHunt.com Insider. Research faster, hunt more. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash insider and join today. I'm your host, Jay Scott, and I live and breathe hunting and fishing, spending half the year in the field experiencing God's creation. I hope you'll enjoy hearing about our adventures. Guys, welcome to the Jay Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we're going to have a, a informative episode on traveling to Mexico and getting vehicle permits and tourista permits and safe travels down in Mexico. Uh, the, a lot of a lot of people are heading that way to go deer hunting here in Sonora, uh, December, January, and the first part of February. So I hope you get some good information out of this episode. I want to thank our sponsors, GoHunt.com Insider. And I wanted to remind you that the Go Hunt Insider, for, uh, Insider giveaway for December is five insiders will each win a pair of Zeiss 10x42 Conquest binoculars. Uh, all you have to do is be an insider member to win. Uh, each insider member will receive one entry per month. Uh, the drawings will take place at the end of the month. Uh, the winners will be contacted by email and will have three days to claim their prize. Uh, go check it out. Uh, all the details at gohunt.com forward slash insider. I also wanted to uh, bring to light that uh, in November they gave away 10 Kuyu uh, 7200 pack. Uh, actually, uh, it was uh, uh, Kuyu pack systems, and uh, the winners got to pick which pack they wanted. Uh, in October, they gave away two uh, fully guided coos deer hunts with Dark Holborn and I uh, down in Sonora, Mexico. And uh, we are going to be taking those Go Hunt Insider uh, winners uh, here uh, on January 7th. That's a rut hunt. Uh, September, they gave away 15 uh, Sunto Core Black watches. August, they gave away uh, 10 Kuyu Super Down sleeping bags. Uh, in July, they actually gave away uh, elk tags, antelope tags, and mule deer tags. Um, guys, uh, an unbelievable way to win hunts. In, in June, they gave away a $22,000, uh, $500 uh, doll sheep hunt. So all you have to do is be an insider member to, uh, to win, to have a chance to win. And um, if you haven't signed up now, uh, it's application season and it's just right here on our doorstep. And uh, Go Hunt has released uh, their filtering 2.0 system, which is uh, groundbreaking as far as research uh, data that's available for, for you guys to research your hunts and which states and species and such uh, to apply for. Uh, they also, not only with the filtering 2.0, uh, the statistics, uh, on the harvest data, but they're just about to release the draw odds. And this will be, uh, the most sophisticated draw odds calculator, uh, for the Western states that, that we've ever seen. So I'm excited for that. Uh, go to, uh, gohunt.com insider, uh, and click on the blue join now button. And when you sign up, when you click on the blue join now button and you sign up, uh, you'll automatically receive a $50 Kuyu gift card uh, if you use the J. Scott promo code. And uh, you, you guys know what a big fan I am of Kuyu. And if you're not familiar with Kuyu, you can go to 
KUIU.com and uh, see all of the ultralight hunting gear that uh, Kuyu makes. Dar and I have been wearing it for years, and we just uh, uh, love everything about the gear and the company, starting from the uh, founder and president, Jason Harrison, all the way down. They have great customer service. So, um, guys, I also want to thank DeadeyeOutfitters.com uh, for their sponsorship of this podcast. Uh, they make uh, hunting t-shirts, hats, and hoodies. Uh, I get feedback from listeners all the time about the cool hats and uh, hunt, cool hunting hats and cool t-shirts and sweatshirts and hoodies and, and what have you. So go check them out. Use the J. Scott promo code and you receive a 10% discount on all merchandise. Uh, and through the end of the year here in December, it, uh, you actually get a, a 25% discount on all merchandise because of the holiday season here. So use the J. Scott promo code. Um, guys, the best thing you can do for me, I get emails all the time, people asking, you know, what can we do? Uh, the best thing you can do for me is tell your friends about this podcast. Uh, this month we will be hitting, uh, the, the million, uh, million downloads, um, which is mind boggling to me. And it, it uh, wouldn't be without the support of the, you guys, the listeners and, uh, the sponsors. So, uh, guys, I want to appreciate, I want to thank you for, for that and let you know how appreciative I am of, of your support. So let's get right to the episode. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Uh, that way you get the episodes as soon as I put them out. Uh, if you don't subscribe, uh, it, it takes uh, a little bit longer for them to download onto iTunes. You can subscribe on iTunes or on Podbean uh, to, and Stitcher, as a matter of fact. And as of this month now, uh, if you go to my website, jscottoutdoors.com, you can uh, listen to the podcast right on the website. So guys, I want to thank you for your support. Let's get right to the episode. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today, I wanted to do an episode. I've been getting some inquiries uh, from people that are going down to Mexico to hunt coos deer and mule deer in Mexico and uh, Dara and I go every year uh, usually in the month of January to hunt coos deer but both December and January on some years and um, I I just thought uh, that I would go over um, some guidelines kind of to traveling in Mexico. One thing I want to point out is that um, Mexican policies can change from time to time uh, so don't take anything that I say as 100% uh, guarantee. Um, this is just, uh, you know, been going down since uh, 1999. I believe this will be our 17th year. Um, so this is just uh, uh, words of wisdom from someone that's traveled down there quite a bit. Let's just dive into it. Uh, uh, guys, if you have any questions about traveling in Mexico at all, uh, you can email me at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com and I'll be happy to try and answer your question as best as possible. Um, a valid passport is necessary to travel into Mexico and that is not negotiable. You have to have a valid passport. One thing to note is uh, not only does it have to be valid, but make sure that the expiration date does not fall when you're going to be out of the country. And uh, if you need to get a passport, you need to uh, get, I would recommend, pay the extra money. It's not very expensive to get an expedited passport. Uh, if you don't do expedited, sometimes it can take, you know, 
three, four, five months to get, depending on how backed up they are. If you file for the expedited passport, a lot of times it can be two to three weeks. And uh, most of my hunters that don't have a passport, I always recommend to do the the uh, expedited process. You go down to your post office. Uh, most post offices uh, will handle passports. And I want to say it's uh, $30 or $40. If you expedite it, I want to say it's $50 to $60. Don't quote me on that. Um, you need two forms of identification. I think that's important to have the passport as well as always have your driver's license. Uh, birth certificate will work as well. Most of the time they just ask for your passport. Um, make sure to have all the necessary paperwork while traveling. Uh, if you're going to be taking your firearms down there, obviously you want to have your gun permits uh, through the Mexican military. Uh, you want to have, uh, in most places, uh, when you cross, say, in Douglas, Arizona, uh, you have to have a transportation permit, which is a vehicle permit. Um, you also have to have a turista visa, which uh, I believe if, it, if you're traveling under seven days, the turista visa is um, free. And if you're getting a 180-day visa, which is um, oftentimes what they make hunters do, uh, that, that fee is, let me check on the fee here. Um, okay. The tourista permit for six months of duration will have a fee of $20, which is around 332 pesos. And your vehicle permit will have a duration of six months as well. The vehicle permit, I believe is $59 and 16 cents and will be paid in cash only. Uh, if you get a personal tourist of, uh, uh, visa for one week or six months, your vehicle permit will stay the same at $59.16. Uh, one of the other things that you have to have is you have to have your ranch or your outfitter contract. So it's a piece of paper that basically lists the name of the ranch, the location of the ranch, and um, has the UMA number, which is uh, the registration number of the ranch. And... Um, that is important to have as well. So you're, you're going to want to have your uh, firearm permit, your transportation permit, your turista visa, uh, your ranch and outfitter contract that basically labels where you're going to be hunting. Um, and something to note about the transportation permit is uh, you have to have your trailer and your quads, UTVs, ATVs, they have to be permitted as well. We're, we're gonna get into details on the, uh, the travel visa or the uh, truck permit here in a minute. Um, you wanna have your, uh, I like to get a three ring notebook um, with the little clear um, separation sheets and have all of my uh, stuff in one place. I like to have my passport. I make several copies of my passport. I make several copies of um, the, my driver's license. I make several copies of the titles of my vehicle. And we're going to get into that when we talk about the truck permits. Uh, I like to have several copies of my uh, gun permit. And I like to stay as organized as possible, keeping all my paperwork in one place. Uh, one thing that uh, you no longer need, which you used to have to need to go into Mexico, is you needed a, a letter of good contact, con, uh, conduct from your local police department. No, they no longer ask for that. Uh, a side note here, um, I've got listed, do not take full cans of gas into Mexico. 
Um, they a lot of times will not allow uh, cans of gas. Uh, one thing to note is that uh, Mexico, I believe the government owns um, the gas station, so obviously they want you to buy Mexican gas. Um, let's talk a little bit about the transportation permits here, the truck permits. Uh, when taking a trailer or quad, uh, Ranger, Rhino, whatever, a UTV or a quad, make sure they're titled in your personal name. Uh, this goes for the vehicle that you're driving as well. They have to be titled in your personal name. Okay, I've had situations where people have come down and the, the trucks or quads are titled in an LLC or corporate name. And I have seen them allow this if you have a uh, letter on corporate company letterhead that gives spells out and basically gives you the right. So XYZ Corporation gives J. Scott uh, the sole right to travel and use the vehicle in Mexico, authorizing uh, you know J. Scott to drive uh, and or use the vehicle uh, throughout the country of Mexico and the state of Sonora. I have seen them let that slide, but it has to be on company letterhead. And I would say just to make things most easy is to uh, have your vehicles all in your personal name. Then everything matches on your passport, your driver's license, and it makes it real simple. Uh, if, you, if you're riding with a friend and you're both riding in the vehicle, make sure the quads, the UTVs, the trailers, etc. are pulled by your truck, not in somebody else's parties. For instance, um, if, I, if I own the truck and I'm traveling with Dark Holborn and it's his trailer and his quad, that will not work. All of the vehicles have to be in the driver's name, okay? So the driver of the vehicle, uh, as well as the trailer, as well as the UTV, all have to be in the uh, driver's name. And um, I, I would not recommend, uh, you know, taking someone else's trailer and then taking someone else's quad. They have to be in your name. Uh, you can take up to two rifles into Mexico on the same permit. Make sure and double and triple check the serial numbers on your firearms. Uh, they must match the paperwork. Um, also, when checking in with the policia and the military, make sure they sign and date the back of the permit on the trip in and the trip out. Uh, this will reduce problems at interior checkpoints. Uh, if there's a mistake on the on the paperwork, uh, you can advise the policia up front and simple mistakes can be corrected by the military uh, as, as well as on the firearms permit. Now talking about firearms, you can have ammo for the gun that you have a permit for, but you cannot have any am ammunition from any other gun. I believe you're allowed up to 100 cartridges for each gun. Uh, it's important you want to clean out your trucks completely before entering into Mexico. No ammo of any kind, including any empty shell casings, can be found on board. Uh, I know people that have crossed down and they declare their rifles and what have you. They have their paperwork and the police or the military search the vehicle uh, right there at the border and they find other, other shells, boxes of ammo. I've even heard of cases where people have had you know, pistols in the glove box, 
you know, uh, shotguns behind the seat. That is not acceptable. And that that's probably one of the things that will get you in the most trouble in Mexico. So make sure to clean out your quads, your Rangers. I, I heard of one time uh, someone having a rifle in the uh, scabbard of a, of, a, of a UTV or an ATV, actually, um, and didn't even know it was there, crossed down into Mexico and um, uh, had a problem because now they had a gun in Mexico and, and it, it was definitely a problem. Uh, uh, I like to pack my rifles on top of my gear in my truck because if most of the times you'll have several different checkpoints on your way to the ranch and you want to be able to get in and out of the um, of the, the firearms uh, and it just makes it easy. Uh, you don't end up backing up traffic um, and uh, they appreciate it when you have all your paperwork and all your ducks in a row and also have the guns easy access uh, access so um, you're required to declare all firearms with the u.s customs prior to entering into mexico okay so this is uh, customs form 4457 uh, you can go online you can actually google customs form 4457 uh, you can go to pretty much any local airport or you can go to any customs office what this is is just a little form it's on like a four by six um, piece of paper and what it is is it's you saying i j scott uh declare that i'm bringing in you know 257 weatherby you know serial number xyz da 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 um i'm bringing in um you know a, a, a 300 winchester uh short mag whatever with the serial number so that when you come back into Mexico, uh, the U.S. Customs can check your 4457 form. The reason for that is what I've been told is you could potentially go into Mexico and purchase uh, a gun and come back into the U.S. and they could charge you a tax. So you don't want to be charged a tax. Uh, I have also at times listed on my 4457 forms uh, Swarovski optics, Zeiss optics, whatever kind of binoculars, tripod or uh, binoculars and uh, spotting scopes that you have. Um, seems like the last couple years, all they really care about is to list the rifles. I would ask the custom agent that you're dealing with, um, and they will sign off an initial. One thing to note on this is uh, I have used the same form uh, now for for several years. Um, the only change is if you add, uh, you know, a different rifle, you obviously have to get a whole new form. But if you use the same rifle year after year, you can use that same uh, 4457 form. Um, let's see. Uh, people ask me about Mexican insurance, uh, vehicle, trailer, quad insurance. And the answer is uh, you're supposed to have uh, insurance in Mexico. Uh, I have used in the past uh, acomainsurance.com. That's A-C-O-M-A insurance.com. Um, and uh, there's there, you can probably check with your own insurance agent or you can Google it. Uh, it's fairly inexpensive. It's about 100 bucks um, on your vehicle. And, and um, that, that could be uh, very useful at times. Um, I, I want to talk about uh, travel from... Uh, Mexico uh, back into the U.S. Um, you want to make sure that your tag 
that that goes on the antlers um, most of the time i've seen the tags be they're little plastic tags and they're either green or orange or they could be gray um, they're little plastic form or a tag and they go on the antlers it's very important um, that you sign that tag and it's it it's very important that your paperwork uh, uh, lines up your ranch contract which shows the UMA number which is the registration number of the ranch is matched on the permit so when you when you go down to hunt with someone you want to see your tags you want to see the ranch contract and you want to make sure that that UMA number that registration number matches on the tags and on the contract um, upon arrival at the border you will need a U.S. Fish and Wildlife's declaration form uh, you also need a USDA notice of arrival form and a copy of your ranch hunting contract uh, and the ranch uh, hunt authorization, uh, authorization form in order to cross your trophy legally. Um, if you don't have those forms, you can email me and I can try and get you copies of those. Uh, you could probably also Google those forms or go to the USDA website or the U.S. Fish and Wildlife website. Uh, before return, here's a little tip. Before returning to the U.S., clean your vehicle, quads, UTVs, trailers thoroughly on the Mexican side. If it's muddy, the U.S. Custom Agent sometimes will make you turn around and go wash your vehicle in Mexico. This is due to uh, some forms of disease. Uh, that are in the mud that they don't want in the U.S. I'm not sure if it's like quagga mussels or, or what it is, um, but I've had them actually turn us around saying that our vehicles were too muddy and that we needed to go back into Mexico, spray all the vehicles down and get them good and clean. Uh, one thing you can do if your rangers and quads at the ranch are very, very muddy, uh, if they have a hose at the ranch, try and spray them down as best you can. Um, you could also potentially... Uh, Google, um, you know, maybe some spray places, uh, car wash places in the town. Uh, I know that Douglas, um, you know, has places that you can go do that. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit of a pain. Um, and if, if they're muddy, a lot of times they'll turn you around. Okay, capes. Uh, capes of the uh, deer um, that you harvest uh, need to be completely frozen solid in order to cross from Mexico into the U.S. Um, the main reason that they need to be frozen is due to ticks. These deer capes, most all of them have ticks on them, and uh, they do not allow any ticks uh, to come into the United States. So you need to um, shoot your deer, cape your deer, and um, then you need to take down tweezers and pliers and a little brush and you need to actually pick the ticks off of the cape. What I like to do is while it's still fresh, before it's frozen, pick as many as I can off of the capes, especially around the eyes, uh, the ears, around the neck. Um, and uh, then you can um, freeze the cape. Then what I like to do is pull the cape out of the freezer. And I like to go over it again. A lot of times if you freeze the cape for solid 24 hours, a lot of those ticks will die. Um, and uh, you can then pick them off and you've got to cross uh, with, with clean uh, capes. Uh, also, it, it kind of varies from agricultural inspector every year 
um, whether they want them completely frozen. Usually, you know, most ranches you have, you know, an hour, sometimes two, three hours back to the border. Um, there's no real way to keep them frozen. Uh, so you just uh, keep them as cold as possible. And, uh, the, but the main thing is get the ticks cleaned off them. Uh, they can uh, uh, forfeit uh, or you can uh, get your cape seized um, and uh, uh, that, that can be a problem and you don't want to have that happen. Uh, a lot of guys bring down a small generator and a freezer. Um, so while they're at the ranch, uh, they, they run the generator and freezer to freeze the capes. Um, the other option is I believe you can have a USDA approved taxidermist consign the cape to. Um, but you, you definitely, you know, you might check on the USDA website. Um, and also when you cross into Mexico, whichever port you use, um, it's not a bad idea when you stop to uh, check your 4457 forms uh, to also ask for the agricultural inspector, tell them that you're going hunting and you should be arriving back in whatever it is, five days, seven days. And uh, is there anything that, uh, that, that uh, you need to be aware of? A lot of times they'll be uh, very, um, uh, very easy to work with and tell you exactly what you need. Uh, all skulls must be completely clean with no meat or hair of any kind on the skull. So if you're going to do a European mount, you actually have to boil the skulls and you have to get all of the meat, uh, all of the, you know, the, the, obviously the, the fat uh, and get real clean and real dry. Uh, if you're uh, going to mount your buck, I recommend just cap it. Uh, that's the easiest way to get the, um, the head clean. Um, you can boil it after you cap it too, or you can just uh, take a knife and make sure you scrape off all the, the meat, hide, uh, fat, etc. And then just let it dry. Um, they like to have them dry. Um, and uh, you can't cross any, you know, if you shoot a deer in the morning, uh, you have got to get that thing capped and cleaned and get all the meat off it and then I recommend let it ride in the back in the in the back of your truck and let it air out so by the time you get to the border um, your, your skulls are uh, clean and dry uh, something to remember um, you want to uh, cancel your vehicle permit and trailer permit upon your last visit to Mexico uh, for that season. This can be done at the border crossings office at the same place that you got your vehicle permit, that same office before you go back into the United States, uh, pull in on the Mexican side uh, into that same parking lot on the Mexican side, walk in, tell them you want to cancel your vehicle permit. One thing that's important when canceling your vehicle permit is you want, they will give you a receipt you want to keep that receipt so that if you return next year with the same vehicle and for some reason they say, no, this vehicle is still in Mexico, you can hand them a receipt of the cancellation uh, of your truck. If you are going several times to Mexico, that is fine. You don't have to cancel each time. Just on your last visit to Mexico, uh, you want to go ahead and cancel your truck permits. Guys, as you know, GoHunt.com Insider is the title sponsor of this podcast. I want to talk a little bit about their unit profiles. Mapping and satellite imagery. Get a bird's eye view of your hunting terrain on detailed unit maps with clearly identified boundary lines 
and marked area services. One of the cool things is if you draw a unit, let's say in Nevada or Arizona or one of the western states and you've never been there before, on the GoHunt.com Insider, well, all you have to do is pull up the map. Then you pull up the specific unit that you've drawn. And then there's a cool feature where you can just click on a button and it will tell you the nearest gas stations, the nearest restaurants, uh, the nearest automotive stores, the nearest archery supply places. Uh, you can get all of the information right there by clicking on the map. Species and season-specific information. Learn about each species in the unit and gain valuable insight into animal genetics as well as season-specific behavior details. Another great feature that I really like is the weather and geography. View the entire weather history of a unit, precipitation and temperature, plus moon phases. See how much of the unit is private land, your camping and lodging options, and what type of terrain and vegetation to expect. That is just some of the things that you get under the unit profiles. Guys, I want to thank GoHunt.com Insider for being the sponsor of this podcast. If you use the J. Scott promo code when you sign up for GoHunt.com Insider, you get a $50 Kuyu gift card. They, After you sign up, they will electronically email you a gift card that you can use at Kuyu. Okay, guys, I want to talk a little bit here about hunting in Mexico. You want, to, <clears throat> you want to make sure the ranch you are hunting has been surveyed and certified by the Mexican government. Each ranch must be registered annually by the government, and, and it may be every couple of years, um, by the Mexican government to, to, to legally hunt. This registration process is called an UMA, U-M-A. Uh, prior to hunting, request your tag along with your current hunt authorization form. This, will, this will form will be dated. It will list the ranch name, the location, the approximate size, uh, the species legal to hunt. A lot of times they'll say Colo Blanca, uh, Burro Venado, which is mule deer, and uh, Javelina. Uh, that's very common to see on these Mexican, you know, the Sonoran ranches. Um, uh, make sure your, the tag is filled out with the ranch name and UMA registration number and check the species listed. Uh, the UMA number on the tag must correspond with the UMA number on the ranch hunting contract. This is very important. So you basically want to have a piece of paper that you know, tells all the information of the ranch and says here's the UMA number. And then the tag, has those two numbers have to match. Uh, if this information does not match, the trophies can be seized by the USDA or the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Inspectors, and you'll be subject to a fine for a violation of this Lacey Act. Uh, some species fall under the CITES Act and must have a company CITES permit when declaring them, like bighorn sheep, mountain lions. Uh, if you are going to be hunting either of those two and bringing them back into the United States, you can go to www.cites, that's C-I-T-E-S dot org or call them at 1-800-358-2104 or contact the U.S. Fish and Wildlife uh, Office in Albuquerque, New Mexico at 505-248-7889. Make sure you're hunting the exact ranch that you're permitted to hunt. Uh, Let's see. Be sure to ask the outfitter where the boundaries of the ranch are located, where the neighboring ranches are. Uh, it's the neighboring ranches 
oftentimes uh, obviously uh, frown on uh, people who are trespassing and hunting their ranch. So make sure you know where your boundaries are. Uh, tipping of the guides and cooks and helpers is always appreciated. Uh, many times you can give money as well as clothing, items such as jackets, boots, knives, etc. All of that stuff is, is very appreciate, appreciated by, by the Mexican uh, cowboys, the vaqueros. Um, also, keep in mind, these ranches, all most of them have families. Some of them have several generations of families that live on the ranch. Uh, a lot of times I like to take down socks, underwear, t-shirts, sweatshirts, toothpaste, toothbrushes, deodorant, mouthwash, uh, you know, for, in several different sizes that fit different, you know, sizes of family members. They can be great gifts to the families who are in desperate need of these items every day. A quick trip to Costco or Walmart can be an incredible way to make a family stay in Mexico. The, I guess... Another thing to just an overall general tip is organization is very important to ensure a good trip and being safe. The more organized you are, uh, the more safe, uh, the more safe you're going to be. And uh, the more your ducks are in a row, the, the better off your trip is going to be. I want to, I'm kind of bouncing around here and I apologize. I've made some notes and I'm kind of all over the place on this one, but um Okay, going into Mexico, what are the steps to going into Mexico? And I will try as best I can, starting from being in the U.S. and, and going into Mexico. Um, I'm going to talk about specifically the crossing in Douglas, Arizona. And, you know, there's, cro there's crossings in a bunch of different um, cities, Naco, uh, Nogales, Lukeville, there's um, and then there's New Mexico. There's a bunch of different crossing points, but I'm going to try and give you the best information that I can. Um, and what I'm going to be referring to when you hear specifics, it's going to be in the crossing in Douglas, Arizona. So, okay, so you're going into Mexico. What you're going to do is you're going to have your three ring notebook binder with a copy of copies of your uh, driver's license, your passport several copies of your title and of your vehicle and you're going to drive into Mexico. You're going to follow the signs that say uh, Mexico, U.S. border. You, you get in that line. Okay. The very first thing you're going to find on your left hand side is you're going to find the U.S. Customs Office. And they, a lot of times there'll be guys and they'll be standing there uh, in U.S. Customs outfits. And what you say is, I'm going to Mexico and I need to uh, uh, register my 4457's customs forms because we have rifles going into Mexico. What they will do is they will tell you to pull in to the left and they will move some cones and they will escort you and you kind of drive your vehicle in and you'll see a metal table there. When the, you wait in the vehicle, when the officer comes up, you say, I have customs 4457 forms. We need to register our, our uh, firearms with you. And they'll say, great, put the guns on the table. So at that point, you'll get out of your vehicle. You will take your guns and put them on. It's a metal table. There's nothing on it. It's a, just a flat metal table. You will open your firearms and you will have your customs 4457 form filled out or you will ask them for the customs 4457 form right there. 
Then if you need to fill out, you're going to put your name, your address, you'll put the make and model serial number of your gun and any other real valuables that you want to declare. A lot of times I put my spotting scopes and my optics and what have you. At that point in time, they will then check the serial numbers on the physically on the gun and compare them to the customs 4457 uh, form to make sure that they are correct. Once everything is correct, you will sign and they will sign. They will take that form. They will go into the office. They'll be gone for about five minutes. And what they're doing is in making copies and entering those into their database. They will come out. They will give you your customs 4457 form back. They'll tell you you're free to go. At that point, you put your guns away. You put them in your vehicle. Then you only have to drive about another 100 yards and you will start seeing red and green stoplights. And that's actually where you drive your vehicle and you will be crossing the line, the international line from the U.S. to Mexico. Before you get there, you want to pull over to the right. And to the right before those stoplights is kind of a big parking lot. You want to pull to the back of the parking lot. If you have trailers, you want to make sure you're not blocking anybody and you want to get out. And the first thing you want to do is there will be a, a, usually a, a person in, in a uniform, a Mexican uh, citizen in a uniform, and he'll come up and you need to say transportation permits or permisos. And uh, at that point, you will walk into the little office that will be right there. There'll be a door you walk into the right-hand side and you go up and tell them you need a tourista visa and a truck permit. You will have your three-ring notebook binder in your hand and, and they will fill out a tourista visa. Typically, I always have the hunters get a 180-day tourista visa and um, they will want you to put the rough general area of where you're going to be traveling in Sonora. It's just a little form. They fill it out, okay? Then you do an about face. You'll, they'll have you sign that, and then they'll point you to a window that's immediately on the opposite wall. You go stand in that line. Now, in that line, you want to have your three-ring notebook binder, and in that binder, you're going to have copies of your passport, uh, copies of your uh, titles of your vehicle, and your copies of your driver's license, okay? So... You'll, you'll come to the window when it's your turn and you will tell them that you need a truck permit. They will ask for the title. They will ask for a copy of your passport, a copy of your driver's license, and the original. So you'll want to slide the original passport, the original driver's license, uh, copies of those, and the titles, the, the copies of the titles and the originals of the titles, as well as when you get your tourista permit from the first window, immediately to your left, there'll be a, little, a guy there with a window that has a copy machine, and he will make you uh, a copy that you will also hand them. And then they will do some processing, and then they are going to be giving you your truck permit. Now, when they give you your truck permit, they are going to list your vehicle, they are going to list the trailer and they are going to list the, uh, they call them the moto the, or the quad or the UTV uh, 
Um, now, they list the full VIN number of your vehicle, they list the full VIN number of your trailer, and they list the last four digits of the VIN number on the, on the uh, UTV or quad. Before you leave, you want to take your originals of your titles and you want to make sure before you sign the permit, you want to make sure that the VIN number is correct and that the trailer number is correct and that the last four digits of the motorcycles, quads, or UTVs are correct. Once those are correct, you nod and say yes and they will pay, have you pay. Now, I have seen them where they take cash, but most of the time they want to do it on a credit card. I would have both because I've seen them do both and it seems like it changes from year to year, but I would have cash and I would have a credit card. I prefer to do it on a credit card. You slide the credit card under the window, they run it through, they have you sign, and um, you're good to go. Now at that point, they, they hand you the permit, and the permit, actually there's a little sticker portion that you're gonna peel off of the permit, and you're gonna actually go and stick it in your lower left driver's side window, or right behind the rear view mirror and that you have to put that vehicle permit stick it in the window the the the, the um, uh, main window of your vehicle okay the next step that you're going to do is that same office that you just walked in you're going to look to your right you're outside and right in front of you is the stoplight um uh, entry point of entry you'll see where it's red it's either red and green the lights are going red and green green means go and red means stop obviously immediately to the right you'll see a metal table it's blue um, it's a blue metal table and you walk up to that table and there will be a guy in a uniform or a gal in a uniform and you tell them that you have rifle per, uh, rifle permits that you're taking into Mexico at that point, they will tell you to go get your rifles. So you go back to your parking lot, you grab your guns, and you they're still in the case. Keep them in the case. Take them and put them on the metal table. Okay? Don't open them until they tell you to. Once they come over, they will want to see your passport, and they will want to see your gun permit. So you'll open up your guns. You'll lay your gun permit underneath your rifle okay they will come over they will check the serial number on the gun permit and they'll check it on the rifle and they will do if you have you know three four five guys in your group they'll get everybody checked out then they will take your passport and your gun permit and they will go back in that same office where you got your truck permit okay they will come out, you know, in a couple minutes and they will hand you your permit, your gun permit back. It is very important. There's an, a place where it says Entrada and Salida. And I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation, but Entrada means enter and Salida means obviously exit. And that is the police. So at that point, they've checked your guns. They've, you know, signed off that they've checked your guns and they'll... Give kind of nod to you and you walk back. Uh, you put your guns in your vehicle. Now it's time to drive through the uh, green and red stoplights. 
I, I always tell everybody, let's all go through the same, uh, you know, same lane and you drive into Mexico. If the light is green, you can go without stopping. If the light is red, you pull over to the right. They will oftentimes kind of, kind of pull you over and there's these lanes that you pull into and what they're going to want to do is recheck the guns, the permits. Now they're also going to check the vehicle permit and they will actually check the VIN number on your truck, your trailer, and your quads. So it's important that you know where the vehicle identification number is on your trailer and your quad. They will sit there and look until they can find the identification number. So it's important before you even go in Mexico, know exactly where the VIN number is on your quad and your trailer. Okay. Once they do that, that's also the point where if you have gas in your gas cans that are full, you're going to have a problem. They're either going to take it, they're going to make you pour it out. It's going to be a mess. So you need to keep, take your gas cans that are empty. Um, okay. And then they're going to check everything and then they're going to wave and say adios and off you go. Now, you need, you're, you're not done yet. You need to go uh, to the Mexican military and the Mexican military is located just outside of, it's just kind of on the outskirts of Douglas. It is probably three, yeah, it's probably a mile away from the uh, uh, entrance point. And you're going to pull over there and you're going to park and you're going to walk with your uh, guns in the case and you're going to have your gun permit uh, and your passport with you. You're going to walk up and there'll be kind of a guard. He'll be in a military. He'll be in a camo outfit. He'll have a gun and he'll say, what are you doing? And you say, uh, we have rifles uh, and, and they see you walk up so they know what you're doing. And then they will escort you to a little um, kind of shaded um, room with tables that's just, it's outside. Uh, a guy will come up uh, in a few minutes. A guy will come. What you want to have is your rifles open. Don't be touching or playing with the rifles. Have the cases open and have the, the gun permit that's already been signed off by the police. Have them sitting on top of the gun case. So when the guy comes in, the guns are all laid out. The gun permits are right on top. He will then check the gun permit numbers, the serial numbers, and then actually check the serial numbers on the rifles. Once he's done with that, he will take all the gun permits. He will go back into his office. You will stay there and wait. He will make copies and he will bring you back your original gun permit. And then you are off to go and free to go to the ranch. Now, the next place that potentially you would get stopped is a lot of times out of these major cities at the 21 kilometer checkpoint. Uh, the military is there and they basically uh, check all those highways coming in and out of those cities. So whether you're going east or west or, or south, uh, uh, it, 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 that's wrong. 21 kilometers south of uh, the checkpoint. So most of the time it's going to be going south, either out of Nogales, south out of Douglas. There'll be another military checkpoint. At that point, they uh, will want to see your gun permit. They will also want to see your truck permit. They may check the serial numbers on the guns. They may check the vehicle identification numbers. 
they will check all that, everything will be in line, and then you will be off to go into the ranch. Now, I recommend when you go to the ranch, I don't like to stop in any cities. I don't, you know, I get gas and I keep it simple. I don't go in and spend time in the towns. I go from point A to point B. We travel together. I recommend traveling during the day. I don't recommend night travel. Uh, we, we go in caravans. If one car stops, if one truck stops, all trucks stop. Uh, everybody travel together and you go to the ranch, you lock the gate, you go and enjoy yourself, have a great hunt. And now I'm gonna walk you back going back into the United States. Before you leave the ranch, I talked about uh, freezing the capes, picking the ticks off the capes, uh, and what have you. At that point, you also want to have uh, your, get all your paperwork before you leave the ranch, you will wanna have it in order. Okay, so that is where you're gonna wanna have your US Fish and Wildlife Declaration form, your USDA Notice of Arrival form, uh, your ranch contract, and the authorization form that shows uh, the ranch and the UMA number, and uh, your tag. You want to make sure that there's a place for you to sign your tag. It says Cazador, and you sign right above that, so your tag is signed. Now, you want to also list on your uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Declarations form down at the bottom, you want to put the tag number, if you shoot multiple deer, the tag numbers of, of each of the ranches or each of the deer that you've shot on your tag, or excuse me, on the declaration form. Uh, and I like to put the tag number if I shoot multiple deer or if I have a hunter shoot multiple deer uh, on my ranch contract and on my authorization form. Um, so that everything's clear that that tag, your name signed on it, and that th those tags are uh, in, in, uh, in harmony with, uh, the tags are in harmony with the gun paperwork, or the, the ranch paperwork. So now you're going to drive to the border, and you're going to make a stop at the military, the same place that you stopped on the way in. You basically repeat the process, walk in, uh, walk to the, the, the doors, uh, you'll see there's only, you know, one entrance there, there will be a guard there, you walk with your, your firearms cased, uh, you have your permit in hand, they will show you to the same table that you waited before, you open your cases, put your gun permits on top, and now you notice that they will sign on the exit part. There's the enter part where you've gotten your police signature and your military signature, and there's now a place where it says Salida, and that will be your exit point. So the military will now, a lot of times it's the same guy, will sign, um, sign as saying you're leaving. Then you will, everybody in your group will get that signed. You'll take your gun permit. You'll go get in your truck. You'll drive back to, remember the, the um, place where you got your vehicle permits. Now there'll be a uh, parking lot which in Douglas, it's on the west side of that same building. You pull into that parking lot. You walk into that parking lot, and there'll be a blue door. You walk through the blue door with your guns cased, and you want to walk to that same blue table where the police was, and you want to tell them that you want, you're going back into the United States, and they will sign under the Salida part, and it will, they'll uh, 
probably the same guy will sign that, that was there a week ago. Now you'll have your enter and your exit. You'll have actually four signatures uh, on your gun permit. Then if it's your last trip and you're done and you're going home, you're not coming back to Mexico, you want to walk into that same, take your guns and put them back in the truck. You want to come back into the office and you want to say you want to cancel your truck uh, a permit. Uh, someone will come out to the truck uh, with you. They'll have like a little calculator looking thing. She will get, he or she will get in the truck and peel the sticker off that you had already placed on and she will punch a few buttons on the calculator and she'll look at your VIN number and she'll give you your receipt. Then you're free to go. So at that point, then you go uh, in Douglas, you would go back on the main road and go and get in the line that says to the U.S., and then you will pull into uh, the line back into the U.S. You will, you will uh, uh, need to have your passport ready. So everybody in the vehicle that's riding with you will need to have their passport. When, you, when it's your turn, uh, you will pull up and the customs uh, officer will ask you, do you have anything to declare? At that point, you will need to say, we have rifles we have deer capes and we need to see the USDA inspector. Uh, a lot of times they will uh, put a little magnet on top of your vehicle and they will call to the people uh, in, in, in uh, the USDA. You'll just pull right out of there and then there'll be a lanes to pull in to the left where you can park. You stay in the vehicle till an officer comes up to the vehicle. Uh, once they do, that's where you have your three ring notebook binder. You have all your paperwork. You tell them that you have guns to declare. You have uh, capes to declare and antlers to declare. Obviously, the, the antlers are all tagged and uh, the, the capes are all in plastic bags that are, are on, in ice uh, in the cooler. And they will have you get out. They will also have a metal table. Uh, first thing they will do probably is check your rifles against your customs 4457 forms. Once your rifles are checked, they will ask you to put your uh, deer capes and your antlers uh, up on the metal table. At that point, you will want to have your uh, ranch contract, your U.S. Fish and Wildlife Declaration form, your USDA Notice of Arrival form, uh, and your uh, trophy that's tagged legally and they will go through each deer. It's important to work with the agriculture inspector and have everything organized. Do one deer at a time uh, and uh, answer any questions that they have. And I recommend the other people uh, uh, just stay in the vehicles. Um, this is not a time where you wanna have a bunch of people around and a bunch of noise. Um, if, if you don't have a deer to be checked out, just stay in the vehicle. Um, they will uh, check your deer, they will check for ticks, um, and if you, you know, have no ticks, uh, they will take uh, your information. A lot of times they'll ask for your passport. They'll make some copies and they'll go in an office, come back, make some copies, and they'll say you're free to go. At that point, uh, you're free to go. And um, yeah, hopefully you have a successful trip. Um, I'm sure there's stuff that I left out. I tried to be as thorough as possible. Hopefully I didn't bore you guys to death. Um, it's uh, Sonora, Mexico is an unbelievable place to hunt deer, uh, both for mule deer and for coos deer. And uh, I recommend talking to your outfitter and uh, going over any questions that you might have. 
Uh, if you have any questions of me, you can email me at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. I will do the best I can to answer your question. Uh, but whoever you're going with, whatever outfit you're going with, uh, it's good to communicate with them. And um, I appreciate all you guys' support uh, with this podcast and hopefully this information. Yeah.